Thank you for listening to Sophisticated Indulgent Conversations with me, your host, Jewel. Today, I have a special guest on my podcast, and that is Shakira Rouse. She is the owner and founder of Special Compass. So I am so glad to have you on my podcast, Shakira, to tell everyone about your business, why you started, and um, why is a passion for you. So tell us a little bit about Special Compass and why you started the business. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, Special Compass started, I always tell people, it's like I I had to put the pieces backwards and go backwards in my life and put the pieces together to understand where I was going in the future. So um, I was diagnosed with a learning disability from when I was in grade two from young. And at such a young age, I had a very little understanding of what that word meant and how it related to me. I just kind of progressed through school, accepting certain things like, you know, like at most students, like, you know, I wasn't the strongest math student, wasn't going to win a spelling bee anytime soon, but I really had a strong desire in languages for French and Spanish. Um, so when it came time to decide what I was going to study in university, I was all set into going to do a double major in French and Spanish. And I've always been this very ambitious person like always knew where I wanted to go to school, like what I wanted to do. Like I had this, I was 18 and I had this, um, I had my whole career figured out, you know, like five year plan, what I was going to do. And so I started university and, you know, first year didn't go too well. Uh, second year I was like, okay, I'll work harder. And I did work harder. And for some reason, I wasn't able to push my grades up past a certain point. So I kept like feeling no matter how hard I tried, mm-hmm. I was just keep hitting the ceiling and coming back down. And I couldn't figure out why. Um, I even came to the point where some of my professors were making comments like, you know, the girl that comes to class and participates and articulates herself so well, mm-hmm. doesn't always transfer onto her papers and her tests, you know? Mm-hmm. And they would always reassure me that they'd be there to help me if I had any questions. And I would take, you know, advantage of their tutorial hours. And again, no matter how hard I tried, um, I couldn't uh, move budge those marks. I couldn't move past. And so I was doing this for like a good two, three years by myself, um, just frustrated. And I kind of came to the point where I was contemplating, should I stay in school? Maybe the school is not for me. Maybe I'm not as good as in French as I thought I was, right? I started having self-doubt and putting the blame on myself. And it was only until I was um, confiding with a friend and we were talking to have a conversation in the student center and they had mentioned something about their learning disability. And I said, oh yeah, I have one too. Mm-hmm. And they started asking me all these questions. I couldn't answer them. And then the friend's like, girlfriend, do you know you could get help? And I was like, mm-hmm. no, I had no idea. And that was kind of like the light bulb moment. Cause mm-hmm. until that point, I thought like I was a problem. Like there was something wrong with me and school. Um, but thankfully for that friend, they showed me how to get help, where to get help on campus. And I was able to get the support and accommodations I needed to graduate. So I finished with my degree in Spanish and I promised myself I was going to finish my degree in French. So after a year, I went back and I picked up a degree. I started working for my, to finish my degree in French. Mm-hmm. And I also picked up a minor in inclusive education. Um, and so essentially inclusive education is understanding how to 
educate and support stu- exceptional students um, within the classroom. And I began to really understand what my learning disability was, why I had a hard time. And as I was doing my assignments and doing all my readings, I became a little bit, I I should say a little bit, I was angry, I was frustrated um, because I realized there was a lot of information out there that a lot of parents and students didn't know. And this was the idea that came to mind to start Special Compass. And so Special Compass is an educational resource center um, to help students with learning disabilities and other exceptional needs. So I believe that the whole process of supporting um, exceptional thinkers, it requires like, you know, we say it takes a village to raise a child, it takes a team to support these students. So I really work on helping to educate different members of that team to navigate the student to success. Okay, thank you very much. I love it. Like I I, um, I work with students that have um, disabilities, learning disabilities. I work with students that have autism, so also mental disabilities. Um, and it's really, really a great program that you have going on there. Um, how, would, um, how would a parent um, or a caregiver access your service if they needed this service? How would they go about doing that? So um, usually for most of my clients and and students that we're working with, it's just been, uh, you know, they contact me through referral or email. Um, From there, we set up an appointment to have a conversation. And I set up this appointment to have a conversation because I need to get an understanding of where they are in their journey and what specifically they're looking for to support, you know, what kind of support they're needing from me. And from there, depending on um, the, how the conversation goes, I always, I really, really try to be able to give um, advice and like, you know, help some a tidbit of information that's gonna help somebody um, after a phone call. Um, so after a phone call, and, and then usually when they're talking to me, I can kind of start sketching out this plan of the kind of ideas of what I'm thinking. Um, so I let them know and I kind of present it to them. And then if they choose to, you know, move forward and go ahead, then it's about simply just completing a, a form with me and we start the first session. Uh, there's sometimes there's parents, you know, where they're telling me stuff and I, it's not necessarily in my area of expertise, mm-hmm. but I will still say, okay, this is, you know, I don't want to say this is out of my expertise. I can't help yeah, you. Yeah. If they where I think you should start. I have maybe a referral to you for you. Um, just let me know how it goes. So I always, I really strive to be able to at least, if I can, don't have the source mm-hmm. of somebody, I want to be able to point you in the right direction. Right, right. Okay. And once they get started with you, so if they choose to start your service, how many weeks is it like a eight week process? Is it a six week process? Like how does that happen once they decide to go with Special Compass? Cool. So yeah, um, I have a couple of different like services and different for different audiences. But in terms of the learning map, the one services where I work one on one with student, that's a six session. So usually it encompasses you know not just me working with the student, but also working with the parent as well too, parents or caregivers, um, because like I said, I feel it's very important that everyone on this journey understands what the student needs to be successful. So that would be consistent of me, you know, just reviewing different documents. If they have an IEP, if they have, you know, a diagnosis report, 
uh, psychoeducational assessment, review everything, and then we kind of create a new plan addressing their areas of needs, their strengths, and how what we're going to do, what's the plan going forward to work with them. So that's over a six session. and. I really work to create that um, to be unique to the individual, the student that I'm working mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. So it's not like it's a cookie cutter, um, cookie cutter, uh, you know, program. Right. Like tell it's like out of the box. So if you're purchasing, I'm gonna open the box and we're gonna customize it to what's benefit for the students. Okay. And then sometimes if they want to continue on, then we go on to a one-on-one training program where it could be from four hours. Uh, packages or eight hour packages depending on what's needed okay so you've had obviously you've had returning customers they're pleased with your special compass service and they've come back right um what about adult learners do you have a lot of adult learners because you were saying that you kind of struggled in um your beginning years of university are you seeing that you're getting some clientele from the college and university stream as well yeah, so I do actually have two students that are at the post-secondary level. Um, Sometimes, most of them were actually just referred to me by other people. So that's how the initiation conversation started. Mm -hmm. um, but in terms of, you know, maybe anyone over 25, I can't say I've had the, uh, the opportunity to work with them, but I do meet a lot of, you know, adults older adults that say, you know, hey, this is, something I also had experience and, you know, struggled with in school. I wish I knew you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. You know, that that's good. It's good that you have um, adult learners that you can relate to as well and that you can tell them about your experiences. Um, but I think a great opportunity to get more of those adult learners would be to get into those, um, those university and college uh, programs. So when they have, uh, the little booths set up, the college day or university day that come to the schools, the traveling um, setups, or even being in the university uh, at that time to just promote yourself because there are a lot of people, a lot of adult learners that are struggling and are not saying anything because they think they are different and they don't understand that they can get help just the same way that you didn't understand that you could have gotten some help. Um, that if you can have representation there that that would be awesome so people can see um that you are there to help them that's a great idea mm -hmm. <laughs> um so are there any success stories that you can think of um from your business or even um based on your own experience success stories that you can share with the listening audience just to give them an idea of um special compass uh, maybe this is a service that they're looking for for their child or someone that they know they can refer to saying, you know what, this happened to a particular person. They use special compass and this is what um, the result was. Can you share anything like that? Yeah. So I do have like a, a lot of success stories now I think about it. And I think even just personally thinking of myself, you know, when I first time I was in, in university, like I was at a like C average, I was having a hard time. But second time around in university, now I am at like A's and B average, right? So it's, and that, and I, I credit that difference because I should say, I credit that change because 
now I understand how my mind works. Now I understand how mm-hmm. I think and how I learn best. So I'm able to apply those strategies. So I, th- I know that a lot of times when it comes to talking with students with learning disabilities or any kind of exceptional needs, a lot of times students are shy. They don't want to be labeled different. Mm-hmm. But in my, everything that I've learned is that being different is my biggest strength. So I always tell people, um, having a learning disability was not my weakness. Mm-hmm. That was actually my strength, was not being able to advocate for myself. That was my greatest weakness. Right. And I've kind of, I really stuck with that, of that notion and idea of really embracing the unique qualities of myself, really embracing every aspect of myself that makes me different. Mm-hmm. And that's proven to be successful for me, um, both professionally, personally, and many different arenas. Um, in terms of success stories with you know students um there's a lot (laughs) yeah without you getting into any kind of like um too much information you know based on confidentiality but for sure if you can just show share us um share with us a few uh, or maybe one story that you that stands out for you yeah i think there's you know a couple but i think when i think of the different stories that really stand out i think it just comes down to the that how students see when they just apply the the simple strategies that i've you know i've taught them and that we worked on how they're able to see like a big difference you know Mm -hmm. sometimes it's like it's coming down to the wire for that big assignment or big test and i'm just like okay you have this, you got this, you understand the, remember these strategies that we talked about, mm-hmm. remember these techniques, they put them into practice. And then it's like, Oh, I did that. And you know, yeah. when they get the, the, the mark That's or they amazing. see how the growth of how they've been able to, you know, uh, change and turn things around. So I, I, I don't, I mean, I don't want to, I, I shouldn't say, you know, it's my success. It's their success story, mm-hmm. but to be able to witness it as well too, um, I think that's a very highlight moment for me. Right, it's it's gratification for you because you know you put the energy into um, this entire program that you develop for them, and it's definitely successful. And when you see success happening in another person's life, of course you're gonna, it's gonna emulate upon you. You're gonna think it's yeah, definitely because I, <laughs> I, I helped. They're doing well. Yeah, um, you know when when I work with my students. Um, uh, I often have them give some input into their IEP, so their individual education plan. Um, I think it's important for them to see how they're reflected on paper and to also have them remove things that they don't agree with, you know, because essentially it is like a resume that's going to follow them for the rest of their uh, school career up until high school. And if it doesn't reflect who they are, they have all rights to say, you know what, I, I think you should remove that um, because that is how people are going to view them, you know? Um, so as a learner, um, having input and success and, and being able to, um, you know, say what they want and be an advocate for themselves, I think that's important as well. Yeah. Um, so special compass obviously that name you came up with that name um i have an idea of what the compass aspect is but can you explain to us why you came up with the name special compass yeah so (laughs) it's funny because when i you know 
when I was starting out, I just remember like sitting down, brainstorming with a couple people and like different restaurants and just kind of scribbling down different names and different things that came to mind. Um, and special and compass were kind of like two words that were just circled, that were just floating around on the napkin at the time. And um, I really wanted to kind of emphasize, you know, the compass and this whole idea of navigation and it's a journey mm-hmm. and that you know every student is on a different path a different journey mm-hmm. but these exceptional learners it requires something a special kind of compass for them to get to their destination mm-hmm. so i think a lot of times is that i noticed that um, a lot of times students are trying to apply the same kind of learning strategies and learning techniques as like their non-ld peers are mm-hmm. you know are using and that's fine for the, that group, but it doesn't necessarily apply for how your, you know, your unique mind works. So let's try some other kind of strategies. Yeah. And I just realized that in this whole um, process of supporting these students, that they require, like I said, like a different kind of compass. They require some different information mm-hmm. that's out there and they're not necessarily, you know, accessing it. So that's kind of essentially how the whole special compass and the whole idea of navigation and this journey um kind of came into our brand okay so i hope it's not the compass that they usually use in uh jumanji (laughs) But, (laughs) but no that's good um I like it. I like the whole, the concept, um, the name fits exactly what the program is doing. It's individualized learning for each, um, each client that's, that accesses the service. Um, can you tell us about, uh, how you teach parents as well about their, their student, their child that's now, um, having to learn in a different kind of way or, or re- organize their brain to learn in a different kind of way how do you um explain this to parents yeah so most of the time when my parents come to me they're in either you know couple of states but usually they're just a little frustrated you know they may be just discovering that their child has an ld they're trying to figure out what to do next they've been trying to get help and maybe not get necessarily getting the answer they want from the school or they feel like they're tried everything and they're at their end wits and they just don't know what to do. And so a lot of times, you know, because and that's, a, I guess, normal survival state that you're just kind of focused on the right now. Um, they're just kind of taking it one step at a time. So we usually when the parents come to me, I'm like, okay, let's take a step back. And I kind of help to open up their picture here and help and open up their eyes, right? Mm-hmm. So I know sometimes at the elementary level, if there's there or usually whatever level they think the student's at, they're kind of thinking, oh my gosh, they're behind. They're, you know, like, it's like we're running out of time here. And I'm like, (laughs) no, you're not. You have actually a lot more time than you realize. Um, Then I kind of start, you know, again, based off that assessment, what they've told me, I kind of start seeing some strengths and say, you know, let's look at these different options. And this is what kind of sounds like it's going on here. Um, and then I kind of help them to, you know, let's open our eyes to not look down and straight ahead, look down, but open our eyes, look straight ahead and see beyond. Okay. So yes, they're, yes, we're in grade six right now. We're having a little bit of trouble with reading. Um, I think this is something that we should kind of look to have a little bit more of a intense intervention, you know, focus on because once we work on these reading skills we're able to work on these other skills as well too right Mm -hmm. um 
and maybe it's also at that stage also working to help that student to be a little bit more independent, helping them to be a little bit more working with their organization because we know that once they go to high school, yeah, whole different world. Whole different world. Yeah. And once they enter exit high school, it's a whole yeah. wide world, right? Right. right? So it's not about just doing what we need to do to make them pass grade six. It's also what we do in grade six that's going to prepare them for grade seven. Right. That's going to be the transfer over. Yeah. And yeah, it's going to be prepare them for grade nine. Right. 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 Um, so yeah, and, and sometimes too, I think just in the whole nature of things, even myself, I also have to remember, Shakira, they're just 12. Mm-hmm. They're just 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, <laughs> you want know? the best for them, right? You're like, you know what? Let me prepare them now so they don't go through what I went through when I when I was 18 in my first, second, third year of university. And I'm like, uh, what to do? So pack them up with all that information, get them a backpack and put in all the things that they need and they're prepared but obviously it takes time you know um as they're younger they develop differently as they go on and some kids actually not grow out of their ld but they learn to cope with those lds right in a different yeah Mm -hmm. exactly i love it okay um before i let you go um what was the question that i wanted to ask you before i let you go um the, L, the, the parents that are learning about their kids with the LDs, um, just going back to the parents, um, do they share information that you give them with the school? Because I think it's important to have that liaison and that connection with the school as well. Um, because the skills that you're teaching them, obviously they have to go back to the school and say, well, I've been going to this program and this is what they're teaching me. And can you teach my child in this way? And a lot of times the parents, uh, um, sorry, the teachers don't understand about inclusive learning, right? Which is yeah. a whole nother <laughs> interview by itself. Yeah. Um, so do you encourage parents to do this on their own or do you do this and liaison with the schools? So it's actually been very different for many of, um, my parents. So some parents, um, I think they're just a little frustrated. They're like, I've had it with the school. Mm -hmm. Um, I do have some that even though that they're still in contact with the school, I, there were times when maybe some teachers were not as welcoming or not open to hearing anything that the parents were suggesting. And these are times when I, they, they, you know, they sent me, hey, we're going into a meeting. Do you have any questions or advice? And I say, okay, ask these questions. Okay. Try to get the, someone to, you know, at least send a note home so I get a better sense of where they're, what's going on in the classroom as well, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do have other parents that we've been trying to create a three-way meeting you know me the teacher the student the parent kind of just all come together on one uh, you know one conversation right. so we're all, everyone's on the same playing field mm-hmm. um and at the, so it's like literally been across the board different experiences okay. and um you're absolutely right it, it def- definitely needs to be more collaborative right. and everyone is involved in on that discussion mm-hmm. um and I would love for that to happen every single time. Um, but in a perfect world, that doesn't necessarily, it's not, we're not there yet. Yeah, yeah. So, um, 
yeah usually i just have to tell my you know parents okay you know if we try it this way i just say we need to come to a more collaborative approach mm-hmm. okay. right just stay calm cool whatever doesn't you know we're gonna get resistance that doesn't mean that we this needs to stop we're just gonna continue to move mm-hmm. forward mm-hmm. have you thought about um a partnership with uh any major boards in um the gta um i know that the tdsb you have to have like um an actual partnership in order to do workshops. I love what you do. Um, and I'm definitely going to share the services that you offer to the with the parents that I work with and also my colleagues. Um, because I think that it's not enough. Just like what we do during the day is not enough. I think that parents need to access outside services in order to just pack their children up with all... Um, all the knowledge and all the skills that they can possible to be successful like from like you said elementary to high school and into um university level or college level whatever they choose so yeah. i'm definitely going to be promoting your service so be ready to get phone calls and and questions and emails about how they can access your service yeah uh so thank you so much for just like you know spreading the word Mm -hmm. so yeah actually just the before like literally before the pandemic hit we uh special compass got approved with the tdsb so we became um community partners officially a couple of months ago um we were trying to create similar community partnership with Peel District School Board, um, that's a little, that's on hold too. But essentially, yeah, we're looking to create more partnerships with all the local school boards within the GTA. Um, and I, I like what you said about being like the support and looking for outside the school because mm-hmm. that's essentially what I really strive for the Special Compass to be. Like the big vision down the road is to have actual physical learning centers that help students regardless of their exceptionality. Mm -hmm. Because I realized that, okay, you know what? Schools are doing their best, but they're also, you know, limited, their hands are tied and limited to what's available to them. But there's still a dying need of, you know, exceptional students that have the dreams of going, you know, post-secondary or higher education, but they need some kind of support. And a lot of times people don't realize that um, students with learning disabilities are actually at higher risk of dropping out or not pursuing higher education because of their learning challenges. So I wanted to create a a space that I'm not taking away from the school, Mm -hmm. but I also, that's like that support, that bridge that gives them the tools to be in the classroom and be as successful as their non-LD peers. That's awesome. I mean, and as a black woman, a black owned business, I love it. And female owned, <laughs> you know, that is like kudos to you. Like, this is awesome. Um, I can just see a bunch of uh, different special compass um, signs already, like like Kumon and um, all of the, the other learning um, centers that they have. Just have your name up on a few buildings and I can see it already. Like this is definitely going to take off. You've already have the partnership with TDSB. The next step is Peel. It's going to take off and you're just going to have people working for you and just, you know, you're living your dream, (laughs) you know, and doing your passion and helping kids that 
are struggling the same way that you were struggling, you know? Yeah. Um, awesome. Um, this is definitely a service that I'm going to share with my parents. <laughs> I can think of a few parents right now that can really access this service. Um, and how long is there um, a waiting process? Like how long does it take after you sign up? Uh, no, so haha, there's no waiting process okay. really. It's just, I mean, it's not, so usually uh, we have a conversation, I explain to them the next steps in the process. Um, it's turn around about how quickly they could, you know, provide documents so we could start as early as in two weeks. You know, just give me a little bit of time to review documents and map out that plan, but we could start as early as two weeks. Okay. Awesome. Shakira, thank you so much for coming on and talking to me about your your service, your business, Special Compass. I am so, so, so eager to share this with my parents, my friends, and my colleagues. Um, thank you for being on Sophisticated Indulgent Conversations. Thank you so much for having me.